Hello ladies and gentlemen and welcome back to Let's Go on an Adventure, our wonderful fun podcast where we do book reviews and let you know on whether or not a book is worth the adventure to read. Now I have some exciting news. Um, I've only been doing this for a couple weeks now. Now granted I had to take a week off due to sickness. My biggest apologies guys. However, looking through the stats and everything and through the three podcasts that are already out, not counting the trailer, we're already worldwide, which is pretty amazing. We're already outside of the United States and in European and Asian countries, which is pretty fantabulistic, if you ask me. Um, as a new podcaster, that seems super exciting. Uh, for those of you who've done it, you know, longer and you're like, ah, that's not, you know, not that cool. Don't take away my joy. I'm enjoying this. <laughs> so, um... I had every intention of putting out this podcast earlier, unfortunately, due to some issues with scheduling and everything. That wasn't able to happen, but I'm here now, so let's get this ball rolling. So the book I'm going to talk about today actually came out in 2008, um, but it didn't get the acclaim that it really should have because of another series that was out during that time. And the author is actually still writing. She's doing pretty good. And the author is none other than Stephanie Meyer. Now, before you turn off the podcast, no, I am not talking about Twilight. Not at all. <laughs> I mean, I liked Twilight when I was 16. It's a good little um, teenage fantasy on vampires. A good little uh, shtick she came up with. However, not my cup of tea anymore, as you know, adult. <laughs> uh, but no, no, no. We're not talking about Twilight, nor will I probably ever do a podcast on Twilight. It's a little overdone. No, what I'm actually talking about is her book called The Host. Now, like I said, this came out in 2008 and it came out during the end of uh, Twilight. I think during the third or fourth book when it was coming out. So it kind of got pushed under the rug a little bit. And it was published and had its big debut when Twilight the movie had come out. And uh, I think it was going on till its second movie, I believe. So there was already a lot of Twilight fans going, oh, Stephanie Meyer, Stephanie Meyer. Oh, what's this? I don't care about that. I want, I want Twilight. So unfortunately, it didn't get the acclaim that it really should have, but it's actually a pretty good read uh, as an adult and as, you know, a child at heart. Um, it was a very, very good read. Uh, it's considered a YA NA book. I would definitely say it's more YA geared more towards 16 to, you know, 20, maybe age group but it's still a decent read like it's it's still pretty good now like i said this book came out in 2008 that's when it was published it's a total of 619 pages so it's a you know pretty pretty average thick read it is considered more of a thriller romance um dystopian sci-fi think war of the worlds meets invasion of the body snatchers now if you're under the age of 25 or even under the age of 30 you may not get those references and google them they're old sci-fi movies invasion of the body snatchers i think the earliest version came out in the 50s or 60s and was constantly redone same with war of the worlds uh war of the worlds newest one i believe is the one with tom cruise back in i think 2009 2010 somewhere around there not a big tom cruise tom cruise fan so yeah <laughs> um i guess reading it, it could be considered a thriller um definitely sci-fi kind of dystopia uh aspect on it um it was inspired actually by an italian film called 
Omicron that came out in 1963. Now, I know the first thing we think of when we hear Omicron is, oh my God, COVID. No, before COVID happened, this was actually an Italian movie. Now, I apologize. I can't said the wrong years for um, the books that were coming out during the same time. Breaking Dawn came out the same year as the host, which it was the end of the series, therefore had a lot more hype than the host. So she probably should have waited to bring out the host till after Breaking Dawn, but you know, whatever. It was the same year as Twilight, though. That's that's where the year discrepancy came from. Um, this book, though, I will say is a very interesting take on an alien invasion. I love the idea of alien invasion. Okay, let me rephrase. I'm a big conspiracy nut when it comes to alien invasions. I love the concepts that people come up with and such because, you know, you can find some interesting ones in there. Some of them are really overplayed, like the whole, you know, aliens coming down and destroying the world to take over the world. That never really made sense to me. I mean, why destroy the world that you're trying to take over? And it seems kind of bad planning. <laughs> it's, it's like the whole idea of when you go to a war to take over a country, you're destroying a lot in the process. So why bother taking over? doesn't make sense. You're going to have to spend billions just to rebuild everything. Now, what I truly did enjoy about this book is the way she wrote the idea of her alien invasion. Now, as I've said before, women tend to do things a little bit more delicately. And with an alien invasion, she followed that type of stereotype, I guess you could say. But in this case, I think it did very well and actually makes more sense on how an invasion could be. We have the stereotypical mindset of an alien being like, you know, kind of a bulbous green little guy kind of thing taking over or with War of the Worlds, they were more tentacly looking, that kind of thing. Looking very much otherworldly in that aspect. Her idea, however, made aliens seem more... I don't know what the right word is. I want to say visceral, but I feel like that's the wrong word. But more delicate. The way she described it was kind of like this ball of light that wasn't quite a ball. It was a light that had little tendrils or like little tentacles that came out through all sides Think of kind of like um, maybe a dandelion, almost. Or like a flower, how it has different like petals that kind of fall out kind of thing. Actually, no, more of like a jellyfish meets an anemone. There we go. That's probably more of like the likelihood. How it would essentially enter your mind and take over your consciousness. So basically this thing would be able to essentially like fuse through your skin, if I remember right. Now I'm going to have to look back. But... <laughs> go through and attach itself to your brain and take over your entire being, pushing out your consciousness and essentially becoming your soul. You're gone. Completely takes over your body, your being, while pushing your consciousness and yourself completely out of it. Now that's kind of scary. At the same time, if it were to be an alien invasion kind of thing, I feel like that would be more likely. Don't you? I mean, you're not destroying anything. It's a very calm way of taking over a world by simply taking over the beings in the world and living as those beings without being those beings. Right? Like, whoa, that's kind of different. All right, so these aliens basically take over your body, right? Now, 
these aliens are still their own beings. So they have their own, essentially, soul, if you will, their own consciousness, well, their version of consciousness. So they're still their own person while taking over another body and pushing that other consciousness now. Now, the concept of this one is that there's this one soul, because they that's what they call them. They call them, um, call them souls, or like soul snatchers or something like that. And this one soul tries to take over this body and for some reason she cannot push this consciousness out like this girl is not willing to give up without a fight which first thought is get him fight back hell yeah that's kind of how we are we fight back now to be fair at this point the majority of the world has already been taken over except for a select few they they've waited to take over certain areas of the world i believe this area is somewhere in the united states think outside of uh, Utah, somewhere around there. It's a deserty area. I remember that much. It's been a bit. Don't judge me. But I remember certain details. It was a great book. It's a really good book. It stuck with me. Anyways, this one soul is having an issue pushing out this consciousness, and this consciousness name is Melanie. She can't, she can't, she can't push her out. Having a hard time pushing this consciousness out, this human's consciousness out. And it's bothering her so much to the point where she goes to, like, their version of a counselor and get suggestions. What should she do and everything like that? Well, she notices as she's sleeping, she's getting, like, images popping up. Faces of different people, different, you know, stuff and everything. And at this point, Melanie is still so strong in her consciousness. She's talking back to her and, like, talking mad, like, just... Just all sorts of fighting back verbally. All sorts of fighting back verbally. You know, taunting her. I ain't telling her, you know, he's like, you're not going to get rid of me. Good luck trying to get rid of me. Now you just kind of look crazy, huh? You know, how dare you take over us people? It's like, we're going to fight back. You know, the yada yada stuff, right? Well, she lets it slip that, you know, there's essentially a rebellion, if you will. A bunch of people who the souls have not been able to take over and they're fighting back. And they have every intention of taking back their world. And so this soul, who goes essentially by Wanderer, they, you know, she gives herself a name. They don't have names. Um, she decides, you know what, fine, I'm going to go find your little rebellion. Melanie's fighting her the whole time. Because in these dreams, one of the things that is keeping her conscious for the, well, the biggest thing that's keeping her consciousness from actually slipping is her love for her brother who she still believes to be alive her brother jamie and her boyfriend jared she's not willing to go without a fight without seeing them and making sure that they are okay and that's part of what she slipped so the wanderer's like fine i'm gonna go find your little rebellion and you're kind of coming with well they don't make it too far from where she was i mean far enough to where the souls don't think anything of it she's just kind of gone for she went on a little trip um but they make it out to the desert, like, very desert area. And they basically almost die. But her uncle, pretty sure, essentially finds them. And she realizes that Melanie is still Melanie, but not. Now, one of the main tells you can tell if someone has been taken over by a soul is they have this essentially silver ring around their irises that shines. I know, kind of kind of a cliche a little bit. But you know what? It's It's a attribute or a characteristic physical characteristic that they can tell if someone is still there or not now the wanderer explains 
I'm here, but so is Melanie. And uncle believes right away because there are certain things that, you know, Melanie kind of told the wanderer to tell her uncle. However, the rest of the group is a little hesitant. But guess who's in their group? Not going to tell you. I'm not going to spell it. Spoil it. Got to read the book. So, ha ha. But yeah, it's it's a huge thing. And it's actually a really good idea when it comes to a um, alien sci-fi type of takeover book. I mean, I was really impressed with it. And I feel like it really should have gotten more acclaim. Now, in 2013, a movie adaption was made. Um, I have not seen it. I didn't even realize a movie had come out. <laughs> Oops. But... So a movie was made. Uh, the budget was about forty million, I believe, and worldwide it only made sixty-three million. So it, it, it did not do well. It truly didn't. Um, there was a lot of movies that came out in two thousand thirteen, and it it was very much on the bottom tier of how well it did and what things were going on. However, in two thousand thirteen, uh, she Stephanie Meyer did say that she wants it to be a trilogy and that she wants it to be, you know, two sequels. And she has the names for the sequels. Um, uh, the Seeker and the, the Soul would be number three. So The Seeker number two and The Soul being number three. And I believe it's supposed to continue at the end of the first book of the things that didn't hap happen. However, we are looking at almost a decade since this book first came out. And sorry over a decade we're looking at almost 15 years since this book came out a decade since she said that wanting to be a sequel and we haven't seen these sequels come out we haven't seen either two of the books however we have seen her continue uh the twilight series so i don't know maybe she's more focused on that right now bringing out different things with that i know for a fact that her last book was the reverse of book one uh for twilight if i remember right Twilight was the narration by Bella and talking about things that were going on. Whereas this newer book, I don't know the name of it. Don't ask me. I kind of got out of that phase. So I haven't even bothered buying the book. Um, is Edward's point of view of everything. Um, from when she came in, where he was, what he was doing during all the times that he was absent, you know, from school and all that kind of stuff. And I believe she's going to continue on that track with the rest of the series and just, which... I can't blame her. Everyone was wanting the other side, and it's a good way to make money. And obviously, Twilight it was a huge hit, and you know, gifted horse, right? Uh, if it's making you money, bleed it for all it's worth. So I understand that. Um, however, I would definitely like to see if she would make these sequels. And she said she was going to in 2013, or that she wanted to. Um, I'd like to see it actually happen because it was actually a really good book and I would say it was way better than the Twilight series way better um it's a book that I would actually re-read re re say that 20 times fast um and enjoy all over again just because of how she did it and if she did put out the sequels I would actually go buy them right now as opposed to the new Twilight stuff I know the Twilight story I don't really care about you know where Edward was I would rather find out what happens uh with the survivors in the host do they end up getting their world back do they find more people like the wanderer who can't actually push people out of their consciousness obviously it couldn't have been a one-time thing it had to have been others who went through the same thing so i mean i would like to see more that happens with that i would way way rather see what happens 
that than the Twilight stuff. Um, and in all honesty, Stephanie, you wrote Twilight a long time ago. Most of us who were teenagers that read it and were completely enthralled by it, we're adults now. I, you're not going to get the same crowd. And you're going to get the crowd who's like, what's Twilight? So, I mean, go back, go back to the other stuff. See if, you know, it'll do better because Twilight's a little overdone. Now, to be fair, a lot of us were always wondering about the, you know, character side stories. But for the most part, we already know what happened. Um, at this point, move on. Find something new. Twilight's overrated. <laughs> but I would definitely see her, would love to see her write The Seeker and The Soul. Um, I would be out buying that and reading those because I would like to see actually what happens, what more goes with it. Because this was a really, really decent read. And as a sci-fi book goes, you know how I feel about sci-fi. I am not the biggest sci-fi person. I am only have a few different sci-fi books in my collection. And my sci-fi usually is like Firefly and Warhammer books. Because yes, those are considered sci-fi. And by Firefly, I mean the actual books, not the TV show. Although I do love the TV show and was ended way early. Um, but I would definitely like to see her continue. It would be a, a really good trilogy. So yeah, that's, that's my review for today as the host. Please leave your comments on any of my podcasts, please. If you, especially if you've read, th read these books, I'd love to hear your opinions on them. And I can also bring them up in our next podcast before we start, you know, the book series. Or I can do a separate podcast and hit all the comments and be like, okay, I like your opinion. Let's, let's you know, not battle, but, you know, let's have a debate. Um, or if there's any other books by these authors that I've mentioned that you think I should read or take a look at, please by all means, let me know. That is it today. Uh, I, the host is our book of the day. Um, thank you guys all for listening. And thank you for all of my listeners who are outside of my state of Washington and outside of the USA. Thank you so much for being awesome supporters and listening to my podcast. I know I don't sound professional. I do that on purpose. No one likes professionality when you're trying to hear about a book. I like to act like I'm talking to all of my best friends because you are. You are all my friends that I am talking to about my books and also makes me feel like I'm less alone because, <laughs> you know, talking to yourself about books after a while, yeah, it gets kind of boring. You have nothing left to say to yourself. But um, share my podcast with your friends. I'm on Spotify, uh, iHeartRadio, Samsung, Amazon. Share the word. Let's make this podcast everywhere. I don't even care if it's one person from every, you know, place in the world. I would love everyone to hear what I got to say and love to join us with our wonderful, you know, book reviews. So thank you all for listening. Definitely check out the host and I hope maybe it can lead you on to your next adventure. Have a good night, guys.